0: may have heard of us all right welcome members of the boulder free zone to this next episode of phantology podcast um we are going to be reviewing the stand we have jake and josh here with you not to be confused with drake and josh but
1: um We're, we're the only two ones that could brave this like
0: 1400 page beast of a book and yeah. it took us all year man <laughs> i know like we we started like i don't know if you knew the show was being made first or what or if it was just the pandemic like the covid pandemic but we were like back in i think march it was like it was like yeah. march or april right when i i had to start working from home i think everyone started had to work from home and you were like yeah we got to read this it's going to be so like I don't know if apropos is the right word, but this is going to be like something we need to read. And I I started it and I got probably, I think like 20 or 30 chapters in and then kind of got put on pause. And I had to restart. I had to just restart because it's it's like pretty big. And when it comes to cast and characters and everything.
1: Yeah, I'd say super big when it comes to cast. I, I had been reading Dark Tower and there's um, parts of Dark Tower that, I probably should have read this stand before I read Dark Tower. So I, fin- when I finished Dark Tower, I wanted to go back and read the stand, and uh, COVID had just been on the onset. So I was like, "Oh, it would be interesting." And yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of not great that it still uh, feels relevant.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were yeah we were like we need to read this within the month because otherwise it won't be relevant anymore. Um, but sadly, it still is relevant. Yeah. And also, yeah, they're making... They've already made the first two or three episodes of a stand TV show, which was announced in production before, like mm-hmm. in 2019, right?
1: It, yeah, they'd announced a long time ago. For so that's just a,
0: just a coincidence that that they got that going before the pandemic. Yeah,
1: out of all the shows that have been canceled and, you know, been and put on hold indefinitely, it's kind of interesting that the stand yeah (laughs) through production and I guess they had probably already finished most of the filming I don't know
0: yeah yeah it's a big show you know they're probably like it doesn't matter we got to get this one out like this is gonna be a big seller this year so we got to get it going
1: (laughs) I I mean I signed up for CBS
0: and it's basically Star Trek and The Stand and then Survivor
1: (laughs) that's like all that's on there
0: I'm trying to decide I, I haven't started watching the show yet I'm trying to decide if I want to do it through CBS all access or HBO max. We've kind of talked talked about the HBO max, how you can watch like movie theater movies on it. Now I, I would sign for HBO max. And then when the stand is all out, this is a spoiler. I think the
1: show is going to be worth watching for how, mm-hmm. for how good the show is. I've, enjoyed the first two episodes so i would just wait until all the episodes are out and then just like do one month of cbs access yeah.
0: because I, I also want to watch lovecraft country and raised by wolves they released the first episodes of those shows on youtube for free which is like such a good marketing strategy but terrible mm-hmm. for me because it makes me want to get it but um anyways yeah, yeah so let's let's jump into our our non-spoiler review of the stand um we're going to try to cover uh, you know, things we liked and disliked and give it an overall rating at the end, kind of going through the the characters, characterization, uh, the plot points and settings. So um, I don't know if you want to go first, Josh. Yeah.
1: So just to give you a huge overview of The Stand, um, it's about a pandemic that happens that kills 99.4% yeah. of the population, I believe. And it goes through a large cast of characters on... How they respond, and um their journeys there's kind of two destinations that that people are journeying to one is to uh, Las Vegas and one is to Boulder. that's kind of like the big setting the stage for you, yeah, and it it starts off it's just a huge you know cast, maybe I don't know what
0: I would say like twenty viewpoint characters uh, yeah not, there's a, maybe not quite that many there's a lot, there's a lot, I don't know it's yeah. um yeah, anyways, go ahead. And, and some of them,
1: you don't know how important they're going to be. Like it opens with the uh, with a guard that lets the virus free, and like you don't know if he's going to be super important later on, or if he's not, or you yeah. Know, like I feel like there's just kind of some random viewpoints that you think are going to be important because Stephen King, I've said it before and I'll say it again, his by far his best attribute as a writer is just making super great characters within like seconds of you reading them. Mm-hmm. Like each character has such an amazing voice. You're in his head. You like somehow think you know their whole life story after just like a few pages of reading them. And so that's why it's kind of you kind of feel like these characters are really important, you know, even if you only have a few pages with them.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um I I remember one of the reasons like I said I started over once we decided to continue with it because the first probably third of the book introduces so many characters. It's a lot of setup of introducing you to these characters that are important on like later down the road. And I remember thinking it felt a little overwhelming, like getting to know all these characters. And like you said, there's a lot of characters that are, you get a point of view from that are just point of views to introduce a different character who is a main character, but that person isn't. So it's like kind of hard to keep track, like, wait, who like keep all these like names going in my head. There's a, there's a Larry and a Lloyd, there's two different characters. And I would always, my brain was like, whenever Lloyd chapter would start, I'm like, Oh, that's Larry. I'm like, no, 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 that's Lloyd and vice versa. But I will say as overwhelming as it was, I think it definitely pays off towards the end, like stick through Mm -hmm. the, like all the introductions of the characters. Um, It does become more manageable. Like you get to know them a lot better as it goes out. And so I would say the book benefits from a large cast. Yeah,
1: it really does. And especially because by the end, you feel like you know these characters like super super well. And I would say trust Stephen King a little bit. If this is mm-hmm. one of the first books you've read. Trust that he'll get you to where you need to go, even if you don't understand like or remember every scene along the way, you're going to really know, you know, the people that you need to know by the end. It's kind of like it. If have have you read
0: it? I, I haven't. I've only read um Salem's Lot by okay. Stephen King. Which has no. A no no, not Salem's Lot. Sorry, Pet Cemetery. To me, those are okay. I think of Salem the Cat, so that gets me confused. Yeah. <laughs> Which
1: both have, they, both those books have smaller casts, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, like Pet yeah. Cemetery, uh, no spoilers here, but it had, I think, just one or two, maybe two POVs the whole time. It's yeah. mainly just one yeah.
1: guy. Yeah. So, anyway. It, they both uh, they start. It starts off with a really big cast, and the cast mm-hmm. today is big, but it does definitely get more con- concise as you
0: yeah throughout the book. I read somewhere that this was kind of not that it's supposed to be like a one to one comparison, but Stephen King wanted to do his own Lord of the Rings type epic story with like the large cast and like a group of heroes, kind of like a fellowship, and then a, like a villainous cast as well and. I interpreted the name of the book, The Stand, to, to mean the stand between these two these two two groups, uh, like Allah, um, the Fellowship versus Sauron and his minions kind of thing. So it is a large cast, but I think it pays off. And overall, I think they're like three or four characters that I just loved so much in this book because all the characters are this way, but they were so well-written in a way where... Yeah. They like some were good, some were bad, but you empathized with them with every decision they made. Mm-hmm. Like there's really only like maybe one character who is just all evil or all good. Everyone else like has their they make their mistakes, and you can see how oh these choices they're making are leading them down these paths. But it's not this predetermined. I'm an evil person or I'm a really good person.
1: One thing I've thought a lot about Stephen King. Um, and I haven't read on writing or any of his writing books. I've just yeah. read, you know, just his fiction works. And so I'm not like an expert um, on how Stephen King writes his books, but I really feel like he come, he has a scene and then he writes like how characters would honestly respond in that scene, you know? And yeah. so that that kind of, it presents some plotting issues and maybe some pacing issues sometimes because sometimes character might not respond the way that the plot would necessarily like want him to respond, mm-hmm. but it, but it does a such an amazing job in making very well realized characters that have flaws and that feel natural and feel like, yeah. Real
0: people. Yeah. They feel like really like,
1: Yeah. I feel like comparing that to Brandon Sanderson, like he has the plot on what he needs to happen. Right. And yeah. like that's going to happen no matter what. And while I really love Sanderson's characters, sometimes, in specific scenes the characters don't feel like fully developed real people you know they sometimes just feel like they they're moving throughout a plot
0: yeah they definitely i mean i love sanderson's um characters and his writing that on that um but they do kind of fill more roles as opposed to this gardening style of writing where you're just letting these characters expand and grow and then like do what they want and like you said i think it does kind of affect the it can affect the plot a little bit but i mean you still have a I what i felt like was a great read and really great characters and the classic stephen king moments of somehow inserting these para- paranormal moments into mm-hmm. otherwise completely normal setting and it feels like, like it feels natural and having these characters so well realized react to that i don't know it's just all really well done
1: i'd say definitely this is a book to Maybe put on your TBR if you. I don't know if it should be the first King you read though. It, it might be yeah. overwhelming, you know. I, I don't know. I go go listen to somebody else for a good starting place on King, because I think I did it the worst way possible.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't really have experience with King. Like I said, I've read um, Pet Cemetery, Salem Slot, yeah. and now um, The Stand. I've really liked the adaptations of it that I've seen, and so it's made me interested in reading that book. And definitely after reading this, I'm interested more in like continuing with the dark tower Mm -hmm. anthology or series. I don't know what it is because there's some characters in this that play um, a bigger part in that. But yeah, I would say maybe not, it depends if you like really long books, then yeah, definitely read this. Definitely. I think it should be on your TBR. Maybe not your first King, like you said, but overall I'd give this book a like eight and a half out of 10.
1: Hmm. I was thinking more like, seven and a half to eight out of 10 okay because because i think it does have some some plot and pacing issues and maybe yeah. maybe that really is because we picked up the the biggest like unabridged copy that he went back in the 90s at least that's what yeah. i read yeah right? same
0: yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah so it's it's a couple hundred pages longer than the original one he wrote which i think that it could have been a couple hundred pages shorter pretty easily.
0: Yeah, it definitely could have been shorter. Um, but like you said, it's such a character focused book that for me, my enjoyment comes from looking back and seeing, like thinking about these characters and how much I mm-hmm. liked their journey and struggle. But I do agree. There are some plotting issues. Maybe, maybe I should put mine down more to like an eight out no, of 10, but I I, mean, I don't hey, know.
1: No, hey, if you, I mean, <laughs> I liked uh, it uh, Yeah. You liked it. Um, I think we should do a little bit of a um a content warning on this one we We've kind of stopped mm-hmm. doing those as much, but yeah, there is like a good amount of content in this book right like
0: yeah, um swearing is like uh probably i mean it's not the max but there's there's f words commonly commonly for the most part it i felt like. Ninety-nine percent of the book, there wasn't really anything uh, sexually explicit, but there was a scene that was pretty sexually explicit.
1: Well, and there's there's sexual assault in the book. Yeah, and that that's um, what
0: i that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's the, that's um, yeah, that yeah. One. Yeah. So, it's a big
1: trigger warning for sexual assault. The 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 way that Stephen King writes yeah. sex, it's like it's kind of like the most weird fades black scenes that you can come up with. the way. I yeah. It. Like so. There's not, it's not like erotica or anything like that, but
0: no, yeah, there's, I, I guess oh, I'm remembering more parts. Actually, there's a little more uh, sexual content than I, than I remembered, but yeah, the sexual assault scene that, that part definitely trigger warning there. Um, and it's the first, I don't think there's any sex in, um, pet cemetery. So this is like my first experience with that. It was weird. Um, but kind of, I can understand what, how it added to the characterization, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Definitely warning there. Um and then yeah. violence, it's pretty violent. It's pretty violent. And yeah. the descriptions of, uh, like we said, this is about a a global pandemic. The descriptions of the effects of the pandemic can be pretty gruesome at times. Yeah,
1: especially for us having you know gone through a pandemic. You know, this might be a depressing yeah depressing yeah. read right now. So overall, this is an adult book. I would not recommend that a that kids read it. Yeah, you know, yeah for sure. Um, I mean, I know kids that, you know, read. Like, I was watching one YouTuber and he said that he read this one, he was 13 and it was like his favorite book. So it can happen, but yeah, um, there's a lot yeah. of adult content in it.
0: I will say also, I was surprised, and it might be because I think when it was originally written in the late 70s to take place in the 80s, and then the version we read was kind of this revamped version where it was unabridged, but also move forward I think 10 years yeah and so it takes uh-huh. place in the 90s but there's some um there's some racism in there that I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. where yeah. it, it wasn't like a huge part of it but just people would say racial slurs or refer to things racially in a way that I, me growing up in the 90s wasn't a part of my growing up and so it felt out of place but thinking that maybe it was back in the seventies when he wrote it, it might've been more of a commonplace thing, but also trigger warning for that. Not much content, but definitely there.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So I think it gets an easy recommend from both of us. If you've read a lot of Stephen King books, then for sure, pick this one up. Yeah. You know, and if you're looking to start reading Stephen King, this might not be the best place to start, but it is a, it's a good book that that comes with an easy recommend.
0: Yeah. So that uh, pretty much wraps up our non-spoiler review. Um, we're going to do a sp- full spoiler review as well. And we'll talk more about specific characters and their choices, the plot points we liked and disliked, and also try to do a comparison of the pandemic portrayed in the book compared to the real life COVID pandemic that we're in the middle of now and talk more about the adaptation works how we're excited to see it adapted onto the TV show. So yeah, check us out at www.fantology.com uh, for our website. We do uh, lots, lots of different fantasy book reviews. You can join our discord. There's a discord link um, on our website as well. Um, we have, I think we just got our almost like 170 users on there. So we're small, but still growing. And yeah, um, anything else?
1: It's phantologybooks.com
0: phantologybooks.com oh
1: shoot
0: yeah yeah, yeah. W- www.phantologybooks.com um, will find yeah. us there come
1: we, we need some more hardcore stephen king fans on here because we have a few yeah. but we, we need some more so if you're a hardcore stephen fan king fan come yeah. check us out
0: yeah thanks guys see ya thanks.